Okay, here we are. We're back with Mike Zagelski, uh, part two of our series. So glad that you're here. So you make it to, you know you're free. Mm-hmm. Tell me the story how you're now waiting to somehow make it into America. Mm-hmm. How did you meet Birgit? Okay, so I got political asylum in Denmark. They sent me to Odense, Denmark, home of Christian Andersen. And the uh, Danish Anderson. Refugee Council tells me, okay, you, there's an address. You go to photo studio to take a picture. And we need that for your bus card. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pick it up. You just take a picture. We will get it, so, and you will get a card. Birgit, you are a professional photographer. I was at that time portrait photographer. Portrait photographer. And you move that microphone oh, to me. Move it. You can slide. So you're a portrait photographer right. so, for the government. No, no, oh, no, no. This is a private. It's a, a yeah, it's a private studio. And a, a young man walks in. Yep. So the and Danish- was it love at first sight? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but so this is the Danish Refugee Council had a contract with my studio, so they would send all these people over. So I saw not only Mike, but a whole bunch of other people. A lot of them were Jewish families that were literally kicked out of Russia. Right. And then there were some other young people between that did what Mike did. And uh, so it's a small studio. There was one other girl and myself working there, plus our boss. And it was my turn to go down there. Reception was downstairs, studio upstairs. So I go down, here's Mike, and he tells me he needs a picture. Take him up, I take his photo. Does he tell you that he just escaped? No, he didn't. But I, I knew because he, where he came from, right. because of the agency they sent him over. So I can't, but I didn't know his story. So took the picture and told him that we we're going to send it to uh, back to the refugee council. And he said, could I have a copy for my mother? And I said, sure. So I wrote it up, didn't think any more of it. And then a couple of days later, I'm working in the dark room. And uh, the girl that worked there with me, she comes up and she says, you got to get out of here because there's some guy downstairs, some foreigner that absolutely wants to talk to you. So I'll take over for you. You go downstairs. And so that's him. He came back. He came back to you. get the picture for his mom. Yeah. For, for his mom. Yeah. I knew I was not to return. We still have the picture, the, by the way. For the picture. Right. Because they said they will get that and that's it. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, I very quickly, I thought, okay, I have to have excuse to, to, to see this girl again. So I say, how about copy and I'll pay for it. Ah, so that was your move. That yep. was his move. And you, again, you're one cool <laughs> customer. <laughs> no, and, uh, and so. Uh, and he was kind of cute too, so you know. Okay. So then <laughs> so, you ask her out, your date. He did, yes. And then you realize you're both your dreams. You know, you were comfortable. Or you're free, obviously. Oh, oh but, yeah. But you. She didn't want to go to America. She didn't want to go. No, no, No. she had a great career. I had my career. I had parents. You know, so I am one that talk about going to Vietnam, volunteer because still Vietnam War. Right, and I want to go to Denmark and go to the United States with a guy that's going off to. So you are such a patriot already, and and you're not even in America. You want to go fight for Vietnam because there's a war. You're saying this guy's crazy. I have a good life here. He, you manage to fall in love, oh, and, yeah. and you make it to America. Mm-hmm. Yep. The two of you we did. together. Oh, yes, we did. And where is the your first place you go is Missoula, Montana. Missoula, Montana. And that's and, where we get married. Yeah. That's where we married. get married. And uh, uh, so because you want to be a second. cowboy, I, I, I emphasize 
we start off how you knew the Wild West was your freedom, and you get to you want to go to the West to America. And that's what divine intervention divine again. Intervention you know again. what? The person who brought me to America is my American. Uh, they are my Sponsor. American parents. They are my right. our sponsors. Yeah. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel. Mm-hmm. He retired in Missoula, Montana. So it was not like I was Picked having it. any choice. Right. It just happened. It just happened that I am now. I have to follow this. His family. They are retiring in Missoula, Montana. They are res- taking responsibility for me for me for whole year. Right. And uh, I am coming over. I I had no idea that there was a Missoula, Montana. Mm-hmm. I knew Montana maybe. So I come to Missoula, Montana. She comes a month later, joining me, and we are in 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 Missoula. Two weeks after I uh, I uh, uh, arrived, I found myself a job. At, and, at uh, like apartment. the equivalent of a, a Walmart or something, right? It was a big smaller than that. Smaller. There was Bonanza '88. It was like a dollar store. A dollar. <coughs> yeah, a dime store. Dime. It was Bonanza '88, and I got the job as assistant manager, night uh, manager. Could you speak English yet? I could communicate. Right, but you speak five languages, right? Yeah, but that's now and uh, and English was something that I was taught in Poland in grammar school. You start Russian mm-hmm. in fifth grade. And mm-hmm. it takes you all the way till through college. And then in high school, you pick up another language. And it could be German, could be French, or it could be English. And I didn't have a choice. Somehow, somehow, oh, yeah. I get English. Wow. And your sponsor family yep. takes you under their wing. Yep. You're a patriot. You love America already. And somehow you find yourself now in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And you do an unbelievable amount of good in the yeah. United States Air Force as an enlisted first, right? Yeah. We both enlisted. Both enlisted. And then you become an officer. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, what happened is uh, I had three years of college from Poland. Right. And we are so. And this is where so your high school I, diploma mattered. Right. Because you had exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And here I want to mention also. Since I said my dad was the person who impacted on my life, Gene Schiedemeyer, rest in peace, was my other one, my American your, your, dad. Your American dad. And then at Bergstrom Air Force Base, Chief Master Sergeant Mel Slate. Mel Slate. Was my, my section supervisor who guided me, who basically made officer out of Airman Basic. Right. Through motivating me. Through, through helping me to, to, to find out how, showing me how. Right. And the I went Chief to university. Yes. We visited him last January in Oklahoma. He's still alive. He's an awesome, awesome guy. I remember I saw the picture. Yeah. So uh, uh, we, um, I uh, went to University of Texas. Mel Slate make it possible that I was working four hours in the morning, full-time school, Four hours in the evening. Right. I was in sport and recreation, uh, so I I could uh, go and uh, uh, afternoon work in right. the gym, giving away the equipment, and on a type machine I could do the, my papers. I could right. do that. In two and a half years, I graduated with honors, and just before that, I get a letter saying, "We know that you are finishing your your degree. Would you be interested in 
go into officer's training Officer school training and school. then become human resource intelligence uh, officer. Human intel officer. And that's when you did even more patriotic <laughs> things as an military I was, man. I was, you know, I'm foremost, I'm anti-communist. And uh, because I've lived this, right. I know from my family what they lived through. So uh, wherever it is, I fight it. Right. And uh, so it was natural for me. It was nothing heroic, nothing. It was wonderful that I was given opportunity to the last years of the Cold War to contribute a little bit little through, bit. through whatever I was doing. And then here I am, a young kid, 18. You, yeah. You're at, uh, been an officer for a while now. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're at SOS, Squadron mm-hmm. Officer School in, in Montgomery, Alabama. <clears throat> I'm now at the United States Air Force Academy. And I'm a Pollock. So am I. <laughs> and we get sponsors, family. I mean, you come in as a freshman or a dually, and I don't know anyone or anything. And you're you have a family away from home, and you sponsor me. I'm assuming you you look at the list. Yeah, hey, this looks like a nice Polish name. We're gonna pick this guy. And the probably yeah, what I, I remember, to fill out with a questionnaire. Right, yes, right? I did. the questionnaire. And then I remember you pulling up. For some reason, I remember it being a white hatchback car. It was. Uh, it was Bonneville, was it? No, no, no. no? no, no. Oh, so that was Ford little Ford Escort. Ford Escape, Ford Escape <laughs> something yeah. like that. And I walk out Escort. thinking, you know, this, okay, this is going to be a really cool family. And I see Bearded there, pregnant, with a baby in the back. Yep. And, and I'm Christine. like, what? Christine, and you're at, now pregnant with Brian. And, and no guy in a- <laughs> and, and no guy in the car. Uh, what have I gotten myself into? And that blossomed into a great relationship over four years, and uh, and then you you know retired a, a, a unbelievable an unbelievable stellar career, and had a wonderful life and wonderful kids. Um, what was your first impression when when you you pulled up and see me walking out and? Because you weren't around yet, you were no, you, you were gone the, for the summer. Yeah, I was kind of nervous because I thought, what am I, what am I going to talk about? And you know, it, you were the first kid to be sponsored. So, and you've had many better ones before, I'm sure. No, but one of the things I no. always remember is the <laughs> unbelievable cooking. Oh well, I love to cook. I don't know how good it and is, you but still I love, love it. And I still cook. remember the meal that you taught her how to do. Oh, Ziti. when you came, Ziti. yes, and yes. I still remember. Telling, uh, I was going to bring this up. The not only is it easy, but you made it better because you put some peas and corns in it. Really? Uh, yeah, oh, one time, yeah, a couple times. You did, I, oh my gosh, this is so good. And I still, do, I still do that today. <laughs> okay. But what I want to do right now is a special little, almost intermission here, uh, which we'll film is I want to just call Brian and call Christine and have them ask one question, an, an impactful question that you had on their lives, just like an impactful, um, how much impact you had on my life. Cause your dedication to your service, your patriotism and your hard work and, and just uh, luck and just being able to persevere is what we do here is what, and you know, my father taught me that as well. Uh, my sponsor family taught me that. I mean, how can you not inspire to be a better person when you hear this, your story? Uh, the last Polish Mohican and what you've done. And uh, I mean, I know there is, we won't go into details, but I know there is a lot of suffering that happened to your, your family when you never came back. Um, 
uh, but you've had the l- privilege of seeing them and, and doing things. So it was and communism collapsed. And, co- and communism collapsed. And I saw you on my first trip twenty years later to Poland, escorting four-star American yes. general, and I was captain. And you were captain, and you were. And we've met in Wright Patterson, right. and I was right. escorting them after we won the Cold War. And it won the co- not won the Cold War, but it was f- Polish free. I mean, yeah, Poland, was Poland was free. free. Absolutely, yeah. And it's now. The best democracy yeah. there is. And shortly after this, I was assigned to our embassy in Warsaw as a captain, U.S. Air Force. Now, how that is doesn't get any better. Full, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> I'm going to call Brian real fast. And Christine, let's see if we can get them on here. We'll pause for a second. This is Christine. Hey, Christine. This is Mike Zarnecki. How are you? Hey, Mike. I'm doing well. Thanks. How you're, are you? You're live on the air oh, and uh, on the Dr. Mike <laughs> show. And welcome to, I have two wonderful people here in front of me, uh, T. Mike Sigalski and Birgit, and we, your lovely parents. And we've had a great conversation, and now we want to include you. Are you ready? Awesome. Thank you. I'm ready. Hi, Chrissy. Hi, Princess. Uh, Hi, Dad. <laughs> he says, Hi, Princess. So we've just told this, un- he just told this unbelievable story, you know, and you know it well how he got here to America. Um, what uh, We talked a little bit last night. Do you remember the two questions I asked you? I do. So we'll go ahead and repeat w- one of them and, and uh, on air in your own words and tell me what your answer is. Um, so you asked me about my dad and what um, a situation or a time that uh, was really impactful to me um, growing up. And I think... Um, There are so many things, but uh, one thing that really stands out is uh, just how important um, it was to my dad to make sure that my brother and I knew how lucky we were to um, be born in this country and to appreciate the the things that we have just purely because um, we were born here. And so um, I remember growing up, we had um, opportunities to visit Poland and Denmark, and um, I remember one time um, when we were in Warsaw walking by uh, a little boy that was standing on a trash can with a sign around his neck and singing. And I asked my dad what he was singing about. And he said, um, he's begging for money for his family. And I know that there's, um, you know, obviously poverty in the United States as well, but um, that really stuck with me. And it's still to this day, I remember it so vividly and just thinking, you know, the contrast between, um, the life that we live here in the United States compared to, um, to right. Poland. So, um, very so impactful. I, and it amazes yeah. me not only how sharp your dad's memory is that he can recall addresses and locations <laughs> in Poland to this day, but what struck me, we were just talking earlier. Um, he, he was so patriotic that he was already, wanting to go fight he revealed and i didn't know this and volunteer for the american uh, army or military to go fight in vietnam before he even had got gotten stepped into america yet he was still in just right. denmark and right. that's uh, right. unbelievably impactful and and that lesson is so well learned and then i think i asked you about for your mom you, yeah, you yeah, we so- talked about the, what impact she may have had on you or some story as a new mother yourself? 
Yeah, so I think um, my mom, she is just, as I'm sure you're well aware, so caring and giving and um, loving, and she um, gives that same love and care to to everybody, to all people that she encounters, and um, was such a great role model for um, for working moms, working full time, and raising a family, and taking care of a household, and um, somehow keeping it all together. Um, and so now, as a mom, I try and um, set that same example for my daughter. And um, I know and try it's and keep it <laughs> so hard because listen. You and I are fairly close in the same generation. I mean, I'm a older, but uh, we have a lot on our plate. And I'm always amazed at how well, you know, your mom and dad can, like you said, keep it together. Because it's hard to keep it together sometimes with everything you and I have to do. And it amazes me that they were able to do it and be so so successful and live such a, a, a grateful and precious life, too. Yes. Well, we're super excited. I know uh, uh, your mom wants to say something real fast before we let you go. It seems like you do. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I, I will call you later on tonight, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you we appreciate yeah. you participating. Thank, and we're, we're calling Brian next. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you for your kind work, Chris. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Chrissy. We love you, honey. Love you. Good, good luck uh, in your job, and we'll hopefully our paths will cross soon. And Thank you. Sounds great. All okay. right. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetheart. Is that and, good? Is that okay? Yeah. And she is a wonderful mom. She really yeah, is. Like you can tell. Uh, 3587 is Brian, right? 330 Hey, Brian, uh, Mike Zarnecki, how are you? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Very good. You're live on the Dr. Mike Show, and we have two wonderful uh, people here in front of us, your mom and dad, and I'm so All excited right. to have you on our show. Um, well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Not only were they an important part of my life as a cadet and in the Air Force and being the, uh, uh, the, my sponsor family, but I know, obviously, they've had an ongoing and everlasting impact on your life. Your dad and mom have just described the unbelievable story of how he got out of uh, communist-controlled Poland, met your mom in Denmark, and how she reluctantly uh, came to America but then fell in love with it all and um, left a good life there. Yeah. And so now you're leading the good life. And I think I kind of set up two questions for you. Why don't you t say what those questions are and tell us what your those answers are? Yeah. So uh, you know, we, uh, we we had discussed how you know something that coming from you know with with my dad coming from Poland and coming here to America, you know, there was uh, you know some of the life lessons that I learned and uh, like a cultural you know, impact. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's something that you know I, I think you really do kind of see in today's world is just that. There's this, uh, you know, mentality of a lot of things are free in life. And, uh, you know, I think my dad is definitely somebody that, you know, really learned that it, it takes sacrifices in our life. And hard work is definitely something that we have to put forth to, to get the things that we that we earn. I don't think it's necessarily just something that's, you know, this lifestyle of things are given to us. And, right. And, you know, that's something that I really feel that I've grasped 
and it's something that I definitely want to teach down to my children too because you know I learned nothing is life and free it takes hard work and right. it's something that you know I everything that I have in my life with you know my my beautiful family my home my cars it's you know it, it took a lot of work to get those and yeah. and that was all something that you know, I, I put that hard work in and, and, you know, you really appreciate those things more. I think when you have that mentality. And I appreciate it. I had some time uh, last night with your mom and dad and we were talking some stories and I'll, I'll embarrass you or bring this story up. Cause it's a great story. <laughs> Cause I made them tell it to my kids about uh-huh. tough, about tough love and oh, absolutely. about, you know, sometimes uh, putting yourself in front of others is not the right thing to do. And I understand you had uh, a long career at chick-fil-a until (laughs) until some event at christmas happened and what happened there tell me yeah so uh it was uh you know the day after i I think i want to say it was either christmas i I thought it was actually thanksgiving i think is what it was maybe it was thanksgiving no your dad says christmas i don't ever question your dad's memory it was christmas (laughs) one of those holidays but it was uh you know it was a big shopping time and uh, we wanted to go out and do something and of course uh, I had to work because, you know, busy times at the mall and that's where I was working at Chick-fil-A. It's, you know, they, they need their employees there. So I decided to, uh, call in sick. And, uh, of course my, my parents were very good friends with Rob Taylor, the owner of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he wanted to call in and check in on me that afternoon to see how I was doing. Well, you know, of course <laughs> I told them I was off of work, but little did they know I called in sick. And so it was kind of one of those things I, I got caught in the lie, and it was... As you know, with, we always do when we lie. Oh, absolutely. And you, you, that's something you learn, obviously. You know, coming down the road, you, you learn that, obviously, the truth is going to be the best and, out, regardless and, of the, and I understand, <laughs> as a result of that, you lost your job. Uh, I did. And, you know, and as much as I can sit back and say, you know, that was a dumb mistake, it's probably one of the more grateful things that, you know, I am happy that it happened. Like, it, it was that tough love decision to learn something like that but you know who knows where i'd be today if that wouldn't have happened and not to say my choices were the correct thing to, to lead to that but i think the consequences were the the biggest thing to lead to where yeah. i am today and yeah. you know i found myself in uh, in a career that i'm so grateful to be in and you know just with where i had my 11 years in the air force and now working for the faa you know right. I, I don't know if i'd As be here air, today if that air traffic controller happened. And you'll be able yes, to pass sir. that on to your kids. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, it's going to be something, like you said, I mean, we're all going to get caught in it. And it's, it's inevitable. You know, they're, I've got my boys, you know, they're, they're children. And that's going to happen. Right. But, you know, well, I, I really hope that it's. I've done the same, same thing on my kids. I've caught them in, <laughs> in teachable moments, we call them. Yes, sir. Now, how yeah, about in terms it. of the second question I asked you? So, uh, and I want to make sure that I understood it correctly here. So we're, we're talking about kind of a funny moment here with, with my dad, correct? That's correct. So, And I, you can embarrass him if you want. So I, it, this kind of probably goes back to the Ted Ely days, and I'm sure um, my dad is already going to know what we're talking about. But uh, he always had these times where whenever he saw my dad, he would yell out Mikey. And I thought that was hilarious. Um <laughs> we we weren't taught Polish, we weren't taught Danish, but Christine and I, my sister, we learned to say Dami Bougie by one of our uh, one of our middle school teachers, and it means give me a kiss. And so it was kind of an ongoing joke that Christine and I would always do, but we would always 
say Tadeus or you know my dad's name in Poland and Tadeus. say Dami Bougie. So we, I don't know what it was. It was. It, it's probably more of that inside joke there. How but do you say I mean, it, in it was Polish? Tadeus. Tadeus, but no, Tadeus. the uh, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, So we would always Dami say Bougie. Tadeus and then uh, Dami Bougie and uh, or um or Mikey or something along those lines. And you know, it was one of those. We could tell it kind of got a little under his skin. Which <laughs> probably why we kept on doing it, but I'm glad you told me because I'm going to say it the rest of the night. <laughs> well, I sure I sure do appreciate you telling and sharing on the radio here, the show tonight. Um, yeah, thank I you. Know thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. We've had a good conversation, and I'm not sure if they want to say anything to you in parting. But thank you, on. son. I'm very proud of no, you. Absolutely. You know that. Yeah, well, we, we appreciate he, it. And, uh, yeah, he, definitely, definitely love them. And- you and your mom, uh, uh, you and mom, uh, your mom and your dad both speak uh, last night and today very lovingly and, and highly of you. And are, um, the words they keep saying is they've raised, uh, they're very proud because they raised very two wonderful children. Um, and I can only live up to that same expectation and hope the same thing happens to my kids. Although oh, at, I agree. at 14 years old, it's not looking so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've got my four month old and my three year old. And, uh, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, I appreciated growing up. And it's, uh, you know, it's one of those lifelong goals that I think becoming that parent, you know, they always they always had those moments that they said, you know, you'll never understand until you're you're a father. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. So uh, it's definitely something, you know, that I challenge myself every day is to just to be that best parent that I can for my kids as well. So. Well, I hope our paths cross again, and I know we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for having me, and uh, again, uh, love you, mom and dad, and uh, love yeah, you, son. I love hope you, guys son. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll see you later. Mm. All right, thank you, Mike. Bye, bye. Bye. So that's pretty amazing. I mean, you have a wonderful family. Kind of to wrap things up, well, you you escaped. You, you marry a woman you meet in the country you escaped to. You come to America, you live a patriotic life, you live the American dream. You, you are the American dream. People don't appreciate that as much nowadays, I think, sometimes uh, of the sacrifices you have to make to live that dream. You have a great military career. You ask back as a civilian to teach uh, future military um, special operators Mm -hmm. with your background, your human intel, the languages you speak, which I briefly referred to. And so, and then you have a wonderful family and and obviously they're expanding to their own family and leaving your mark. So this is kind of the point where I say what the legacy story and the three things I point out in the legacy story when we're, as we wrap things up are three people that are very impactful, um, you know, um, be the change is a quote that uh, Gandhi had said. Uh, think different, who is, you know, Steve Jobs, who I think is an impactful um, person who had a legacy. And then uh, to the mountaintop with obviously Mount, um, Martin Luther King. And for you, you know, I really think you add in there, you know, your legacy is uh, uh, T. Mike Sigelski. Um and your T stands for, say it in Polish? Tadeusz. Tadeusz. Um, and that is a legacy, I think, is not just the, the what we're doing here tonight, 
But you're about to embark on probably the hardest thing you've ever done, retelling this story that we're talking about now in more detail, but to leave your legacy in print. And for your children and, and grandchildren. For your children and grandchildren. And for this a history book, really, is what it's going to be. And the title is like the most amazing title I ever heard. <laughs> Go ahead. You can announce it here on the show. <laughs> well, the title I pick uh, one, as I said earlier, the dream of living Wild West. So, yes, I lived three years in Missoula, Montana. I lived almost 30 years in Colorado Springs, three years in Austin, Texas, and then five or six uh, uh, odd years in Washington, D.C. So anyway, um, uh, I also, both of us were bikers. We were riding our Harleys. Harleys, And yeah. uh, being on this motorcycle in Colorado, going to Sturgis or going to any place that we've traveled in the Wild West, open spaces, I always felt like I was on my iron horse. And uh, and uh, living my dreams through 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 that and uh i pick um, pick that title because of another thing everything starting with the story i told you that oh we will maybe not grant you political asylum right. because we don't do this i came to to united states going to air force now i'm going to a officer's training school oh i'm just the last class I can qualify to go right. to OTS because of my age. You're the last Everything man in the line I do at the, at the train a, station. You're right. 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 Everything is last and last. I am feeling like I should have a sign, T-shirt or something, end of race. Because <laughs> everything I do is, it's really, I'm the one that goes around and turns the lights off. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird feeling. So I thought that this would be appropriate. And the book all itself... Uh, uh, and the title being the last, the last Mohi, Polish, Polish Mohican, and uh, a book will have uh, two main uh, parts. The first one will be simply translation. My older sister, which is no longer with us, wrote it. This is all recollection. Her her recollection as a nine year old up to twelve year old in the gulags. In the gulags, I have a handwritten script. I'm going to just simply translate that. And she her kept the diary of it. Yes. I have, she mm -hmm. wrote the diary later and you couldn't write over there. Right. You, you, you would not believe what, what I mean, they yeah, didn't they have any of it. So anyway, I'm gonna translate that and this will be the basis and explanation for what my parents then taught me when I was born. Right, because uh, your sister was 26. She was how well, much older 21 years old. 21 years old. So she described all the stuff that happened to them in Siberia, in the Gulag, where they saw horrific things. Right. Then the Poland, again, is Poland, but it's under communism. And now my dad is teaching me as a his young last kid, again, last, last. <laughs> out of four, uh, teaching what life used to be and mm -hmm. why life is better in the West. It's because of America. Right. America's uh, most of all respect for life. Uh, we've heard the stories or rumors in Poland how right. Russians sent the and astronauts that never came back and all this stuff. In U.S., everything is out in open, right. and people protect people's life. And now, so uh, then this will tra make transition to my story, and then I will describe everything as from my childhood all the way up till 
is the last show. Polish Mohican. Up to this show. I love it. Now, I didn't know the last part. That is a great. I love yeah. I love the background. And now you're retired. I am retired. Now, in yes. Florida. Yep. Enjoying uh, a happy uh, a retired life. Yes. Uh, and you're not only remain a true patriot, but you are instilling the values of patriotism and still. And you're really not just the last Polish Mohican, but you're, uh, uh, I don't want to say the first, but you're a, a true American patriot. Well, I don't, I'm not going to leave behind any wealth or anything. We had absolutely wonderful life, but uh, I wanted to live through it. I had 21 years to, to make up for, for you know, for lost time you in Poland. When you so I didn't do all the smart investment things or anything else, but... But you live a full life and I you're had happy. absolutely wonderful life. I lived through this. We lived through this. Um, and on the end, everything worked out very nicely that we can retire. The, we are not retired as wealthy, wealthy people, but we have a comfortable living right. and a stress-free living. And uh, um, now... Uh, I don't love worry. to share the story with anybody who want to hear, and I've done it many, many times at the academy when I was teaching right. every place else, uh, to to basically make people aware of the fact that we are have having a lot of things to be appreciate, appreciative, appreciative of. of, and but also remembering that as President Reagan said, you know, the loss of freedom is only one generation, one generation away. away. We don't have it instilled in our genes, in our DNA. If we just blink eye, we okay. may lose it. Just and, like it was and, in Poland. You were a right. free country, and then you blinked your eye, and all of a sudden yeah. it was Russia occupied. Yeah, and I don't want it that because I love my children, I love this country, and I love grandchildren. I don't want them to, to live the way I had to escape from. You There's no other place to go anyway. are <laughs> an amazing individual, and you as well. To put up with him and to be, they go through everything you've gone through. Uh, and they have such great kids, and then um, I think you're going to be surprised because I'm going to uh, help produce your movie oh, of no, the book, and you will be, you will still be wealthy, but you'll have lots of money once it goes uh, uh, on the big screen. I'm telling you, the story is unbelievable. Uh, I just want a small role, an acting role, when it uh, gets picked up by Hollywood. Uh, Seriously. Right. Um, but no, I uh, I do want to just say thank you very much for coming here. You, he, you traveled out of your way to spend time with us. And we've enjoyed our time yesterday and today together. And we're going to do some celebration tonight. Um, and uh, this show, the Dr. Mike show, is really uh bringing, like I said, compelling people, but also to get you to know a little bit better about the people who are in my life at various stages in that life. Uh, I look forward to bringing some of my own family members. I consider you guys family. You know, I wish my father was still alive today. Um, I missed that opportunity. Uh, you know, he's died at age 54 um, from cancer. And uh, I, 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 um, envy the relationship brian and christine have with you and i i hope that i can you know i like uh, i miss having that father figure still alive in my life um so i, I appreciate you being part of my life so mike, mike we, we we are so happy we 
met you uh, when you were 18 years old. <laughs> it's yeah. a long you were time. part of the family too. You were and you are and uh, and uh, you are the American patriot. I mean, you've done better things than I've done in the Air Force. Uh, you're very humble in that. And, and I have some pictures to prove that, that what you've done. So I'm happy I'm um, healthy and still alive because like we were talking before the show, We've done. We've learned a lot, and and we've learned a lot through doing some stupid things uh, that could be hazardous to our lives. And I'm glad that we can tell these stories now. Right. So, thank you, everyone. Thank you you, uh, to everyone, and uh, we're going to go out and have a wonderful dinner tonight. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Mike.